You are listening to the Icehouse Podcast, hosting conversations with gritty Kiwi business owners and leaders and industry-leading minds. Kia ora everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Ice House Podcast. This conversation is with Kim Hedewini. She is the Marketing Manager at Likeable Lab. I recorded this conversation in Hamilton before delivering an alumni event locally there. It was so cool to talk to Kim about her career journey. She started her career in PR before making the very bold decision to follow her dreams of being a professional hockey player for New Zealand. She did a bit of travel, she played for New Zealand. The dream came to life with a lot of Mahi. Then the transition began from elite sport back into agency, marketing, um, yeah, a different industry. And we talked about that transition. What were the learnings that she could take from elite sport uh, into her new career? This was a really interesting conversation. And then uh, we unpacked her recent transition of becoming a mother and leading within an organization through motherhood. She unpacks her learnings, what has supported her along those journeys, and what excites her about the future of Likeable Lab and her career. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Thank you for being on the podcast. We like to start with an open question. Uh, tell us a bit about yourself. Who is Kim and what are you passionate about? Yeah, cool. No, awesome to be here and on the podcast. Um, I'm Kim Hedewini. I'm the marketing manager at Likeable Lab. I am 31 years of age, <laughs> lack of memory already. Um, I'm born and bred in Hamilton and have live here at the moment with my husband, my 10-month-old little bub, um, and my two furry toddlers, I refer them to, um, <laughs> Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Um, yeah. Cool. I love it. Um, I want to chat about your career journey, and there'll be heaps of things that we talk about on this podcast, but for context for those listening, what has your career journey looked like that has then led to your role as marketing manager at Likeable Lab? Yeah, sure. It's a it's nearly like a long-winded answer in a way. <laughs> I love it. We're ready. <laughs> ready to go. Yeah. Um, so basically, once I'd finished um, university here at um, Waikato University doing a communications degree, I decided it was time for some change, you know, better get out of the city at some point. Um, so I moved up to Auckland, didn't have any jobs lined up, just kind of um, went on a whim, was like, ah, I've got confidence here, surely I'll find something. And a couple of weeks went by, I was like, oh, mum, dad, <laughs> I don't know about this. Um, but mm. ended up landing a really cool opportunity and it's kind of funny how I got it now that I'm thinking about mm-hmm. it. Love the um, story behind I this. saw an ad on trade, well, post on trade me for a job but a company called Metro EXP and I was like oh it's in PR event management I was like awesome this is exactly what I need and my dad always said oh it's really good you know when you take your CV in person and you meet them you know you give them a handshake <laughs> but eye contact you know make it a bit more personal so I was like I'm gonna do this like I really need this job yeah need to make the most of it and I um I remember going along and you know sweaty palms real nervous and knocked on the door and um the owner at the time, Ant, came to the door and I was kind of like, oh, um, I'm here just because I have saw a job advert and I'd like to drop off my CV if that's okay. And little did I know that he was actually in an interview with someone else. <laughs> and I knocked on the door, <laughs> mortified. Oh, and no. I just saw someone sitting there and went, oh, no, awesome. And just kind of thought, oh, yeah, cool. I'll leave it with him. And he said, oh, yeah, that's cool. I'll have a look. And have a read and I'll get back in touch. I was like, that's cool. And so I was like, oh, I might hang around anyway. So pondered off, you know, <laughs> head down, like, what have I done? Great start. Did um, you knew what you had done, like, in that moment? Yeah. Like, yeah you when you get together. eye contact with that other person, you're like, oh, oh no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and then 
thankfully he actually called me not long after and he said oh like had a quick look at the cv and really keen to catch up and learn a bit more about you and thankfully my interview went well and I got off with the job amazing good result after a terrifying start um and worked there for maybe just under a year Mm -hmm. um and learned a range of skills um his wife Sarah Hassett incredible lady she also was doing PR for the All Blacks at the time wow um and I learned a lot off her um but with that as well came a lot of opportunities so we were doing things like the McDonald's franchisee conferences Mm. um we're doing PR for Disney Channel New Zealand and Australia wow um yeah some really kind of big big, projects yeah Yeah. big projects and you kind of go I'm this little little (laughs) tron girl from Waikato University and so it made me realize hey you can't learn everything from a textbook Mm. or from lecturers like you do you get, get a baseline of stuff but I learned a lot on the go yeah um Made a lot of mistakes, mm-hmm. as anyone would, but learned a lot from them and grew a lot. Mm. Um, and then as that kind of eventuated, I realised halfway through the year that I actually wanted to pursue a hockey career. Mm. And I was like, no, I think my passion still lies with hockey. I think in terms of the communications, the PR, I think that'll be there in a couple couple years time and I'm ready but I kind of said hey mum and dad actually I think I'm gonna move back yeah wow and they were like no you just left mm. <laughs> <laughs> you just left the house we're ending this is not yeah <laughs> like you sure yeah yeah um but I just felt like I wasn't I wasn't done with hockey and I didn't have my best year that year with work as well and I just mm. kind of went mm, okay my dream is to hopefully play for New Zealand one day and let's just see if I can make that happen yeah um, so I went home and did some part-time work here and there. Um, shout out to Dad from Crying's Investment Partners for giving me the crappy admin no one wants to do, yeah. but we got it done. Yeah, love got it. Got it done with a smile. Um, did bits and pieces there and then ended up actually travelling overseas to play hockey. Ah, cool. Yeah, so just decided, okay, I need a little bit more. I need to go love the game a bit more. Um, went over to England and played there for a com- uh, company, <laughs> a um, hockey team, uh, Bowdoin Hightown, Hightown? Cool. Um, from a friend who'd played there previously and come from England, mentioned best place to go, awesome people, you'll love it, you'll, yeah, cool. you've no pressure. Um, Did you love it? Loved it. Cool. Best thing I've ever done. Wow. Freezing. Absolutely freezing. <laughs> I looked like an international player with gloves on in the game. That was, stood out. They're like, she's from New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, like never felt the cold. Um, And it was great. It was the best experience and it was a way of learning how to be independent in another way. Mm. Um, I went over with another friend, which I was really lucky, and he played for the men's team and said to my, um, it wasn't my husband at the time, but I said to him, sorry, you're staying here. I um, I need to do this for me. I need Mm. to learn some skills. I need to venture out and, yeah, Mm. new challenges. Yeah. And... Had an awesome time, came back a few kgs heavier like everyone does and they do like a big OE. <laughs> and um, somehow had a really good performance when I came back and made the New Zealand side and had my debut. Wow. So it was a cool, really cool experience to tick off um, on my achievements for yeah. dreams and... It was actually in Auckland and broadcasted on Sky so my granddad could have like could watch, which was really cool. Sweet. Um, but yeah, that was definitely a special experience and one of those things where I kind of went, hey, I actually put my time and attention into this. Yeah. And I got there in the end, which was awesome. Yeah. What was it like walking out into the into the turf? Like, was that a huge moment for you? It was. I think because you know that your parents are there, you know, my brother, my family, Connor was there, my yeah. best friends were there. Like, 
And you spend a lot of time, mm. a lot of time running, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much a lot of time running, working out. Um, mm. And it does consume you a lot in many ways and takes you away from those that time with family. Mm. Um, and it's a commitment that you just, you have to be willing to make, but it just was the best feeling, walking on that field, wearing the black singlet for the first time, yeah, wow. singing the national anthem. Thankfully, I think I had... I think I had Rose Cadell next to me and she's a great singer. <laughs> so she kept us all in tune at the time. Brilliant. <laughs> but yeah, it was just, it was a bit of a relief at the same time. So you kind of go, oh, okay, it's all been worth it. Yeah, wow. Um, and there was no pressure on that series, which was awesome. Playing Australia, mm-hmm. nothing better. Yeah. We, we got thrashed the first game, I think. <laughs> um, but we came back um, in the end, which was cool. Um, wow. But yeah, it just, yeah. It's, it's like a... Experience you can't really describe. Totally. Good on you for making that call, you know, way back in the early part of your career when you were working for that PI agency mm. and events to go, actually, my gut saying I should give this a good go in this yeah. time of life, right? I'm sure you'd never regret that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's just with hockey. I started when I was so young at primary school mm. and I've always loved it. And it was just kind of like, hey, I've given up so much time over the years and mm. I think I can really do it. Yeah. And that was probably the most important part was just the confidence in myself to be able to say, no, I am going to quit my job yeah. and I want to focus on hockey. Yeah. Um, and it was nearly like at the time you were a bit embarrassed about it and you didn't want to tell people. Um, but I think my confidence in the background was really what helped mm. um, get me, of, of course, as well as like personal training and things yeah. like that. Yeah, 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 the practical <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. about the coaches, everything like that um, yeah. played a huge part and same with my parents and Connor and everyone the support best friends mm. but um yeah I and did that for a wee bit um moved up to Auckland here and there and did a bit of traveling which was awesome and just awesome bunch of girls involved yeah. in hockey um met some of my best friends playing hockey yeah uh, and we'll always cherish those memories too mm. um and then then yeah then it was the next step so I was cool I've moved back to Hamilton hockey's not not the big thing anymore what's my next move and yeah what what was that moment like and what how did that decision come about to go okay for now that time is done or not not done yeah but okay I'm gonna have a shift yeah what did that how did you make that decision it was it was hard mm, it was really so hard. hard yeah so at the time I actually didn't end up making the squad mm-hmm. um and we had a big reflection meeting and everything like that and there was definitely like a part of me that went, oh, I should just like, I'll keep going. I'll grind it out and I'll get better. Or I'll do this or I'll focus on this. And then you go back home and you sit there and you go, well, do I want to do that? Yeah. Do huge. I want to take that kind of spot? Do I want to travel this much? And unfortunately at the time, hockey wasn't that well paid either. Mm. Um, so you're sacrificing a lot and a lot of time away from people. And so I went back and I moved back to Hamilton and had a big think about it and I did go in like panic mode and I mm. remember going into a temp job, I think in customer service mm. at Christmas time. <laughs> Worst decision of my life, I think. <laughs> the most stressful time of my life. And then was still trying to train as if I was oh, wow. an elite athlete, mm. but for no reason in a way. So it was like I couldn't, yeah, I just went in panic mode, was trying to do everything. I was getting sick at the same time because yeah. I was running myself down for no reason and that's when I kind of was just like, this isn't right. I'm not happy. Mm. I need to talk to people. Um, opened up to my husband um, and just talked about my struggles and how I was. And he knew. He knew something wasn't right. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but just kept the conversations going, opened up to my parents, to my brother, um, and mm. just got that kind of it'll be okay vibe, like something will happen, just be confident, you just need to take a breather. Yeah. Like quit you quit quit the customer service job, it's okay. Let it go, yeah. And I'm like, man, I can't hold a job for very long, can I? <laughs> <laughs> just take the summer, have a breather and yeah. then come in fresh the next year. Um and that's where eventually be a like we'll have but we started with lead social mm. um and my friend um steve carpenter owned lead social at the time and it was a social media company and i was just kind of literally googling oh my goodness what's communications pr like <laughs> let's give this a crack again it's yeah, time i'm yeah. ready for it yeah and i just sent him a message he's like let's catch up and i think at the time i might have been doing some random part-time work for photo life Taking photos, oh, nice, yeah, <laughs> like passport photos and stuff, like um, school like portrait oh, photos yes. for the IDs. Yes, yeah. yes, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Got one of those or um, got that job through my best friend Lydia um, <laughs> from Auckland, and it was just you know something that tides totally. you over, um, yeah, and just something completely random and different. Yeah, and um, yeah, sorry, met with Steve and just said, hey, look, I did this degree at university. Mm. Instagram was just coming in, mm. like what I've learned like what I studied actually probably wasn't relevant but I just said look I work I'll work hard yeah I'll learn as much as I can um I can talk to people yeah I'll do my best yep. and let's figure this out and he was kind of like yep let's go wow let's give it a crack yeah so back in 2020 after a lovely COVID lockdown again, <laughs> again. Yes, again. <laughs> um we had a stranger come through Nick McDonald and I remember him coming through the office and Alex and I looked at him and we went, hold on, who's this guy? Why is he meeting with Steve? And do what naturally anyone does when they leave the office and start Googling um, who he is. And we're like, oh, he has his own like social media company over in Tauranga. And we're like, oh my goodness, I wonder if he's, yeah, look, looking to buy into the company, like shareholders, you know, buy buy Steve out, you know. Clever. Make our own options up. And then, yeah, soon enough, he had acquired um, Lead Social. Wow. And so... At the time, you kind of go, I've never been a part of an acquisition before. Mm. And trying to manoeuvre that, you kind of, I didn't panic about my job. I think I knew naturally Steve wouldn't allow us to all lose, you know, yeah. wouldn't allow us to all lose our jobs or anything. And we didn't know Nick at the time, but obviously now you're like, oh my goodness, he would never, yeah, cool. never do such yeah. a thing either. And so we knew we were safe, but bringing a new dynamic of Tauranga in Hamilton, and we have got team overseas as well, it, mm. it was a really big learning curve for a while. Um, but you know, Nick came in and he actually sat with us all one on one and from Lead Social and just said, Hey, like, who are you? Cool. What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? Cool. Um, gave you the time of day, yeah, great. which was really nice. Um, and we tried to really shape a team structure as best we could. And yeah, it took, it took a really long time. And I think we're still, we're, we're definitely like on the right path and on our way there. And we've got it, got it locked down. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, we had a bigger team. Mm-hmm. come to life and like we'll lab and I went from a, ca- a junior account manager through to a senior account manager um and feel really lucky for that and I learned a lot of skills from the likes of Phil our GM coming along yeah. with the ad side and strategy great um to make me go to that next step and then yeah and then moved into the head of projects and senior account managing role yeah very cool and then you obviously have gotten you've gelled so well with Nick, right, as now being your leader. And so, yeah, what the, what's that relationship like now working with Nick as 
the head honcho. <laughs> yes, yes, the daunting head honcho. No, no, no. no he's lovely. He's um, yeah, we're we're really lucky. Like we've always been really open and honest with each other. I think even from that acquisition from the beginning. Great. Um, and yeah, I think just by luck, um, it just worked out that way. And mm-hmm. just don't hide anything. And same thing now. It's kind of like you feel like you're talking to your mate. Yeah. Cool. Um, and you know, if I've made a mistake, I'll always put my hand and be like, oh. Shit. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Whoops. Or yeah, if, if I can't do something, he'll help me out and he'll take over and yeah. Brilliant. He's um really supportive and really always open to your ideas and you know, if we, we disagree with each other, which isn't often, mm-hmm. pretty good. We'll see how the future goes with the marketing <laughs> though. Um we're really good at yeah, talking it through and just getting people's opinions and making sure we're happy with the decision and not rushing anything. But yeah. um yeah, he he's really good with understanding relationships and people. You know, life outside of work. Yeah, Because it's not just work all the time. Mm. And just goes to show as well, it's not all about what you study at university. Sometimes it is about the characteristics um, that you withhold. And I'm really thankful from that with sport. Mm. Um, Yeah, that's a huge piece to the puzzle. Like, yeah, there's definitely a connection between those that have done elite sports or have those elite backgrounds. Yeah when it comes to like successful business owners or successful business leaders, because they just do the hard money. Like they just do the hard work and they know what it's like to have to work hard and grind and, and learn quickly. And yeah, a lot, I'm sure like, have you found that a lot of the learnings from that time in elite sport has supported you in your leadership journey? Absolutely. Mm. I, um, I actually remember reflecting on this a couple of weeks ago with my husband and we were just saying how grateful we are that we did play sport. Mm. And our parents did kind of encourage that. Yeah. Um, but there's just so many characteristics you get through sport that you wouldn't get elsewhere. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you learn how to talk to different personalities. You learn how to get the best out of people. You know how to handle things under pressure. Yeah, true. Um, time management, which mm-hmm. being a mum now, <laughs> that was a bit of time management. Um, but there's, you know, you get that grit. And even now that I'm starting to kind of get back into exercise again, it's, you kind of sit there and go, man, I feel so lucky that I have that grit still there mm, um, and I yeah. can tackle away at this. And it's, yeah, it's been a big game changer for me. And I think as well, at the same time though, yeah. when I first started, we know how to grind and we know how to do mahi, but I think I grinded a bit too hard at work. Yeah. And Interesting. Yeah. yeah. With lead social, like with that first yeah, year. Yeah, lead social, likeable lab, mm. either of the two, it was kind of like, it was just like I was working nonstop and I was working early in the hours and mm. and you kind of go, what am I doing? But it just felt like I had to do it and I just wanted to get places and wanted mm. to get better at my job, but I actually learned I wasn't being efficient. Mm. When did that realisation come along for you? When my boss said that I have to have strict email hours. <laughs> <laughs> no more emails at one o'clock. No, yeah. yeah. He's like, what are you doing? Yeah, um, fair enough. And it, it took a really long time to actually personally kind of figure that out. And I think it's not till now becoming a mum I've realised mm. I can't do it all anyway. Mm. And I have to be smarter with my time and more efficient with my time. And now I look back and I'm like, damn, why did I do that? I, I could have had so much more balance then. <laughs> yeah. like I should have made the most of the yeah, time. Yeah, totally. And just, yeah, it just, it's taken a really long time to kind of get out of that Mm. nearly a good what was seen as a good characteristic to kind of actually make it the right characteristic Mm. yeah yeah that's a really good point actually yeah that's interesting 
Can thank you by the way for explaining oh, all of that. No, that was incredible context and so many learnings yeah. that a lot of le- leaders and businesses I'm sure can relate to. Um, especially those with yeah, like the A type personality or the like achiever, go getter. Like it is hard sometimes to draw the line and to find the balance. Yep. You know, of yeah. where you put your time. Um, now in a completely new season of life um, as a new mum too, what, is, what does a day in the life of you look like? I'm sure it looks a little bit different to that, but oh walk dear. us through like a day in the life of Kim. Oh, goodness <laughs> me, we won't talk about the tantrum I got this morning. Um, the day in the life has definitely changed. Um, we've got a 10-month-old that's still not quite wanting to sleep through the night because he has been quite sick. Um, so we're still up and at it um, in all sorts of hours every so often. So you'd learn a new appreciation of a coffee, that's for sure, <laughs> and gets you through. But no, we start the day whether he's ready to go at 6 or 6.30. Usually mm. it's before 6. Um, yeah, pretty much tending to little Carnor, mm-hmm. getting him sorted. My husband works in um, civil, so in the digger, so he's off quite early in the mornings. Yeah. Um, so leaves maybe around 6.30, just after 6.30. Wow. So. If we're lucky, sometimes he gets him for maybe 10 minutes before he leaves for work. Mm. Um, and maybe I can quickly get changed <laughs> if I'm lucky enough. Or I'm just quickly trying to get breakfast all sorted and ready to go. Um, oh, legend. But yeah, basically that first start of the day is when he's well and he's going to daycare. Mm. Is tending to Carnor and um, sorting him out. And then, yeah, getting him getting his food sorted for daycare and take him along. Drop him off. And then actually something new that I've implemented in the last, well, I want to say the last few weeks not when he was sick just then yeah um (laughs) is that I actually am trying to be a lot better at having me time cool and I learned that I'm really good at filling other people's cups and Mm. sorting out my son but I wasn't being good at filling my own cup and I could tell it was starting to affect me and there was just something missing Mm. so I actually go to the gym awesome yeah so I kind of I go back to body fit now um at ham east and there's like a little window there, maybe an hour that I get that I'll try and do either emails with likable or mm-hmm. I'll do um, our my husband's business, our business, try and sort out our GST returns or his emails or his invoices, anything like that. Just have yeah. some time there. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes I do that now at my brother's house, which is down the road, which is great. Fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> might utilise his coffee machine next time. Yeah, love it. Um, and then, yeah, do the gym, have a shower, um, then get straight into work. Um, there's a few different dynamics as I am breastfeeding. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I kind of turn up and, I, and then I say goodbye and <laughs> hide away in a room for a bit and on my laptop, um, just cranking out, catching up and mm-hmm. meetings galore. Um I have a team that work on the Likeable Lab marketing with me. Mm-hmm. Um, Great. Content producer, ad specialist, um, work closely with Head of Creative when I can, um, and as well as, of course, our Head Honcho Nick, um, mm-hmm. very involved. And so at the moment, we're doing some really exciting stuff. Um, we've been going offline instead, and we were on some billboards. Yeah, I saw and that. Yeah. That's cool. At the Mount. So the good, yeah. yeah. Mount Tauranga and hopefully in Hamilton starting next week. And then awesome. we're starting live on the radio today. Ah, wow. Yeah. Cool. So some of the older school methods are yeah. looking back, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We kind of just realised that we we can do social. Yeah. We're doing that, and but we want to try something new. Yeah. And now's the time to do it. Offline yep. is actually growing again, and it's becoming more popular. And we just thought, hey, it's worth a chance. Yeah. Let's actually see if it's worth it. And yeah. Give it a go. go. Yeah. Yeah. And of 
it was all done quite quickly and as in any fashion as in digital marketing everything's quite tight to turn around but the team were amazing mm. team did it smashed it out of the park um great and yeah we're really excited to see how that goes um but yeah basically that little chunk of the day to about 4 30 11 to 4 30 I'm trying to really mm. focus in on likeable get my meetings in get admin done yeah. and then I am out of there go pick my son up from daycare yeah awesome bring him home dinner time for him mm-hmm. <laughs> wait for Connor to come home maybe give him bath time who knows mm-hmm. um yeah and then he's down oh gosh who knows 7 seven thirty, and then that's the time where we kind of get to sit there and either eat our dinner or look at con's business again or yeah, it might be cool. that i'm trying to get back to a couple of slack messages from the team or yeah but again Great. try to get that balance where we kind of go okay no now it's time to just sit on the couch yeah have a hot chocolate yeah blob yeah yeah, yeah totally. watch a netflix series of some sort yeah, yeah. wow yeah. what a what a packed day yeah. it goes fast yeah <laughs> yeah no it's cool and you're obviously passionate about what you do right yeah yeah your work yeah, yeah very passionate i think a really big part of my passion with like well was the team yeah um and I've made that known for a really long time but I just really enjoy my work colleagues and you know they make it worth it when you walk in the door and they've just you know mm. they've got smiles on their face they're happy to see you but yeah. just yeah it makes you motivated to work for them as well and everyone has their own special skills yeah and not everyone's the same and I really like that yeah it's kind of like a hockey team right like, yeah true no one's got the same skills no one's got the same personality but yeah. you just all make it work and you work together totally um yeah, no, it makes yeah. so much sense. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. I would be keen to know, what is something you would have given yourself a bit of a heads up on mm. at the start of your mm. career, knowing what you know now? <sighs> I feel like... Probably just back to what I said before. You don't actually have to work yourself to mm. the ground to Come get on. results. Um, you can have a balanced life. Um, it's just being more efficient with your time. It's... Mm gonna work out you don't always have to have a plan you can have curveballs but as long as you are passionate about something yeah um that's all you can ask for and hopefully the good will come yeah brilliant I love it and yeah you said um what's attracted you to likeable lab is is the people right and what's kept you there is definitely the people too um I would yeah keen to hear a bit about how the team have adapted to the changes within the marketing and media industry what since maybe you start started has has changed the most oh yeah you know tiktok's come in Oof. yeah yeah that's a whole <laughs> that came in hot yeah <laughs> so true. yeah i think it's been a really interesting last few years especially with covid mm-hmm. um covid practically forced a lot of business to need to come online mm. um so it was great for us mm. Sorry for other businesses. So true though. Um, but yeah, yeah it, was, it was a really good opportunity for us. And at the time, that's when we would lead social and we were known for more of our content creation as opposed to kind of that ad side or strategy. Yes, yeah. Um, but we're also working for like supermarkets who were hectic mm. and they had to put all of their communications out on socials. Yeah. Um, and so at that time, you probably saw Facebook as more of the primary yeah. platform. Yeah. Um, whereas now today... There is a variety of platforms yeah. that benefit different different clients, different businesses, industries. Um, and what Likeable is really good at is understanding our clients. Mm. And we're, like, we're really good at building our relationships with them. But it's just understanding, cool, there's a new platform that's come in. Is this actually going to benefit the yeah, client? Yeah. Is it worth their time, actually? Yeah. No, I think it's better that you focus more on Google Ads or... Yeah 
on your Pinterest or Instagram, whatever it might be. Mm. Um, so we don't want to, th- we don't throw every single service or every new thing to a client. It's just going, okay, we've seen this come out. Let's trial it. Yeah. Great news now that I'm in my role is that now we can most of the time trial it for us. Yeah, yeah. And see what True. it's like. Yeah. Um, but that's probably how we keep up with it is that we recognise something's come out, but it's just kind of understanding the platform, what purpose does it have for what clients yeah. or what industries? Yeah. Um, who would be willing to trial it? And then we're just really good at shifting that direction, shifting tact if that's something that they want to pursue or we think, yeah, mm. actually, let's change your strategy up. Let's move in this direction here. Mm. Um, yeah, which is so important because yeah. it would be easy to be like, every business needs to be on every platform and yep. needs to do every service that we yeah. offer. And it's like, well, long-term, the client's probably going to be like, this is just is not right for me and too exactly. much money or whatever. So yeah, it's such a great um, way to do it, you know, do, to do business is to yep. really care about the people you're working with. Absolutely. Mm. And like at the end of the day, like most, most businesses' goals are ROI. They want to mm. see return on investment and we're not going to pitch every single service because we probably know they're not going to get an yeah. ROI there yeah exactly um, and we've built that kind of relationship to have those conversations as well to go hey actually we really think you should try this or actually let's move away from this platform mm. and actually divert our time into this instead yeah um and because of that relationship the client's usually really willing and we see a really good result yeah yeah um, but that's great. yeah the great thing with digital is that it's not really going out anytime soon <laughs> no yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just gonna keep growing and it's yeah. just yeah keep keep me into the game but just again it's all about the client really at the end of the day too yeah that's great that's mm. really cool I want to talk a little bit about um the new change of life um being becoming a mum and I think there might be some listeners to this podcast that may be interested in that time of life as a leader so do you have any advice for young female leaders in this phase or thinking about navigating this phase of life what would you tell your past self about the juggle that you know now (laughs) yeah gosh it is a juggle Mm. um always learning always learning about the juggle and it's never one shoes fit all like one size fits all um and I'm trialing so many different things even with work and my hours just to figure out what is it that works um but if I've learned anything within the last 10 months um or probably last three or so months with being back at work is that it's really important to have me time Mm. and wherever you get in the day just cherish it and just do it. it it can even be as simple as just having a coffee yeah at your local cafe, or it might even just be in the comfort of your own home in some silence. Yeah, but great. Something that you actually, yeah, you enjoy just that short moment. Um, and like I said, for me, it's just going to the gym again. Mm. And that's my me time. And it actually just gives me that energy and that kind of kick in my step to get through what kind of seems to be a bit of a hectic, busy day. Mm. Um, great advice. And then just be open-minded. Um I've learnt things never go to plan. <laughs> I always have my ideal. I'm like, yeah, this is how my day's going to go and it never quite gets there. And so just be open-minded and not be too tough on yourself because mm. you're doing the best you can. Like, it's a whole other whole other job in itself. Yeah, um, so, so you've just got to be kind. And yeah, hopefully you've got colleagues that are understanding and a boss that's understanding. I'm really grateful I have that kind of support system there and mm. you just do the best you can yeah absolutely (laughs) good real Mm. advice Mm. that's great and I love the thought be kind to yourself as well um because you are doing such an amazing job but yeah it is like two jobs that you're juggling so yeah that's very important Mm. um so cool that you came back 
um, from mat leave into a new role, um, into the marketing manager. What did that journey look like and how have you found taking on that new role? Yeah, so when I, before I left for mat leave, I was in a two roles. Mm. Um, so I was in a head of projects role, um, which I was really, had a cool team and had a few direct reports, um, our videographers and our website. Um, cool. guy at the time and then was also a senior account manager so I was still working on clients um, the likes of Tuatahi First Fibre mm-hmm. um, and Soul Fresh um, who do like low bros oh yeah um, awesome yeah yeah one of our um, members Maddie's got them now and she's awesome she's crushing it <laughs> it's so cool um, and that was very external so mm-hmm. I had a lot of um, projects going on campaigns with our projects team and then I had my own clients that I had to deal with yeah and so sitting in mat leave, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, mum life's, this is cool. I love this. <laughs> and then, you know, all cost of living comes in and mm-hmm. you realise you can't enjoy it for that much longer as much as you'd like. Mm. Um, and so started conversations with Nick and we've always been very open and honest with each other. And great. I kind of said, hey, look, I just, I just don't think I can come back into that same role because... I can't have clients relying on me to do things so quickly yeah. and I don't want to let them down. And same as, yeah, if we had projects team, if I had direct reports, I just might not be there mm. when I need to be, um, yeah. how I used to. So I just said it wouldn't be fair for them or for me um, to have that pressure. So we kind of just sat there and went, okay, what are the options here? Um, Great. And at the time they were still restructuring and just figuring out roles. Mm. And there was always kind of, we kind of had this like, future plan that we always go through in the presentation there was always a dream to have our own like marketing team and designated sales and marketing Mm. and we kind of saw that as an opportunity okay this is actually more this is internal um it's dealing with nick it's dealing with alex out here the creative um it's on me yeah yeah totally. (laughs) i'll have you know i've got a few people that i work with on on the content side of things um but it was more of a part-time role there was it was flexible. Yeah, great. Um, and we just thought sitting there, actually, we think this is going to be the right opportunity for us now. We're in a position where Likeable was ready mm. to have someone finally dedicated Brilliant. Um, to their own marketing. And I feel really fortunate they took that chance on me because my background was senior account managing and head of projects. Mm. Hasn't really been marketing in terms of online and offline. Mm. Um, so it made me really excited because I was like, this is a whole new challenge. This is a whole True. new ball game. Yeah. Um, and it's it's kind of like catch up at the moment. It's kind of going, okay, where have we started? Where did we get with this? Where do we want to go? Mm-hmm. What do the budgets look like? Yeah. Um, all of these factors. What's our capacity from our team like? Because they're still working on the clients. Yeah, of course. Yeah, um, yeah. And then I'm hoping once I get we get a bit of a roll on, it's us kind of going, this is what the year looks like. Mm. Strategically, we're going to do this here, here and here. Um, yeah, and that's where my learning will come and my growth will come but at the moment it's kind of like we just kind of need to check some boxes yeah. um, and get things in a comfortable place and then get Nick involved with me a bit more get him off the clients and he runs the sales side of things and yes. we kind of come together and make this bit of a team and cool. yeah I think it is super exciting um, marketing is fast paced so it's yeah. Mm-hmm. trying to keep on on my game and you know I call it TikTok research when I'm there at nine o'clock at night scrolling <laughs> but unfortunately I'm getting all the mum TikToks <laughs> yeah. but um I think it's a really cool opportunity as well because we're new to this we're nearly new into our own space of marketing but mm. if we don't do anything we're not going to learn yeah 
So if we make mistakes, yeah, it's going to hurt, but mm. at least we know. Yeah, totally. And I hadn't actually thought about that dynamic. You're creating content and doing strategy for your clients, but actually having that person that heads it up for the business itself yeah. is huge. And I'm sure the learnings that you gather and the things that you do, the campaigns you do, will actually support like the insight that the company yes. now has to then yes. give the clients, right? So it kind of works exactly. hands in hand. So, yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. Cool to hear. I love that. It sounds yeah. like a really great um, sort of adjustment that you've come back into. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit about the program that you did uh, at the Ice House, the Emerging Leaders Program. How did you find the course and did you get any takeaways mm-hmm. from it? Mm-hmm. We actually did it at a really interesting time. Yeah. Um, we had a few lockdowns. <laughs> Just a few. Again. <laughs> um, which made it quite difficult to get a flow mm-hmm. um, and yeah. to really take it all in. You know, you were doing quite a few online instead of in person and it does really make a difference. Yeah, for but sure. But obviously we had to do what we had to do. It was, yeah. We all either had to buy into it though online or none at all. Yeah. Um, and so we kept it going. And again, it was an interesting time with Likeable because that's when we were still figuring out our structure mm. within the company and where people sit. And I think I might have moved through two different titles or roles wow. while doing the course. To be fair, the course was a lot longer because of COVID. <laughs> yes. Um, but I remember saying to Nick, I went, this course is really good. Like I'm learning a really good baseline of things. I don't think it's for my role right now, yeah. but I think in time I'm really going to be able to utilize this. Great. Um, so it was just kind of being aware like, yep, cool. I probably won't be able to use this kind of topic just yet, but I know I'm probably going to use this in, in a couple of years time. Yeah. yeah in the future. Um, or this is something I could actually pass on to someone else. And I think it was interesting because you learn about your own personality and your own style and how that could, compliment someone else's or mm. how can you talk to someone that's actually completely opposite yeah um and how to handle those situations but I think the best thing is just hearing stories from the other other leaders that mm. are involved and hearing what they're going through is actually quite similar to what you're going through and we actually I think I was the only one with a like marketing wow. in the marketing industry yeah I think we had a few in the technology side yeah. um or oh, I'm trying to remember yeah, retail side as well. But yeah, in terms of like proper marketing, um, I was the only one. That was quite hard. Mm, um, true. Because there were some things you would, yeah, relate to and then some things you're like, oh. Yeah. Ours is very niche. Yeah, yeah, not quite. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so yeah. it was a really good course to take what you wanted from it and the facilitator at the time, Kim, Kim Hill. Yes, yeah. She's, she's awesome. Yeah. yeah, she was awesome. And Maurice was there as well. And yeah. you just, yeah, you could just tap into that resource when you needed it. Um but yeah, it was awesome course. It was just something I knew going into it with my roles changing. There was just different things I was grabbing yeah, um, and yeah. taking what I could. And then I kind of would go, okay, yeah, I'll use this stuff, but probably not right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool insight that you could see that and go, cool, I'm going to park that in the back of my mind and yeah. probably pull it up when I need it for yeah. different roles as, you know, as your career progresses in future. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And like, I remember something coming up around budgets and understanding that better. And I remember saying to Nick, hey, I found this super interesting. I know it's not part of my role or mm. like anything to do with it, but maybe in the future that's something we could tap into later. Awesome. Um, so just start those conversations as well. Yeah, and as a business owner, I'm sure he's going great. Like, <laughs> you know, like, because <laughs> I always think that that there's there are so much, so many elements of a business that like employees won't understand. Like I'm 
thinking from my perspective as well in terms of, yeah, budgets and, you know, mm. making it all work. And mm. I think the more employees to wrap their head around that, yeah. it's actually so helpful because even like, you know, with spend, it's like, okay, well, you know that actually we've only got this amount and, you know, how, yeah. So I think it's really helpful for the business yeah. owner as well. I haven't got the, yeah, I'm not great with numbers, yeah, but yeah, same. <laughs> maybe, maybe soon enough I will, but obviously I get my own budget now. So mm. it's just kind of like baby steps, but yeah, yeah. I remember at the time it was something that definitely interested me because um, cool. I knew it would help benefit the business as well for sure yeah yeah that's really interesting has there been anything else in a wider sense obviously the elite sport background um doing this course has there been anything else that's supported your leadership journey or career Um, journey I think just being really fortunate and lucky to have had leadership roles even through school yeah yeah Um, totally yeah like in sport as well the captaincy it's just that different kind of roles um role that you have to play and Mm. I've always been someone that actions speak louder than words and that's just my style um and so it's easy enough to do that on a hockey field but I think kind of bringing that into work it is again that's what I saw as I need to work really hard Mm. and grind yeah but it just wasn't the answer to correlate that into work um but naturally with school you don't have sport Mm. with that leadership role so again it, it was when I was obviously younger and you're dealing with a lot of girls yeah <laughs> um but again it's kind of like how can I make myself relatable to these girls how do I talk to year nines versus year 13s yeah. um what is important for I was house leader I think yeah mm. what's important for our house right now what are our focuses yeah um anything like that but I've also just had awesome support around me and awesome leaders um in a range of things whether that's in the work side business or whether it's in sporting fields um some of my best friends are incredible leaders within their own industries as such Mm. so I think just the my support network um Mm, that's really cool yeah I feel yeah very fortunate to have yeah got such a good network there and um, can connect with people when I when I really need to as well. Yeah, fantastic. Mm. Oh, honestly, like leadership in school is so valuable. Mm. Like when you think back, eh, about all the learning that can come with being, yeah, house captain or leader or, yeah, yeah looking after a team. It's stuff that you can just bring into the real world. Yep. So, yep. yeah, completely relate. Gives you a bit more perspective mm. as well and to know that other things are going on for other people. Mm. Um, yeah, true. Sometimes it's not just about winning. Yeah, so true, <laughs> yeah. so true. Um, what excites you about your role as marketing manager and the future of Likeable Lab? Ooh. It's a big one. <laughs> it is a big one. Yeah. Um, Oh, we've got such an awesome management team at Likewell Lab and, and the team um, within that, like I said before, everyone's got so many cool skills and there's so much talent in there that it's just kind of ready to learn and adapt and kind of upskill constantly. Cool. Um, but I think with this new marketing manager role, I think, yeah, there's such an awesome opportunity to, to finally promote ourselves. Mm. And, you know, we did that epic rebrand and, you know, yeah, we stand amazing. out like no tomorrow, <laughs> making cool shit for the internet, yeah. um, making businesses thrive online. And and that's exactly what we want to do at the yeah. end of the day. We just want to help businesses thrive online because um, we know that helps them, we, that helps business owners, you yeah, know. Big time. Actually really helping people within um, New Zealand and internationally. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're just in a brand new space of our own and it's kind of going, cool, where do we want to take this? Yeah. Um, where are we going to best find the right people? Where, who are we going to connect with? Um, 
yeah I think it's just like we've got open like an open door mm. and I think that's the most exciting part and the team yeah just keeps growing and just keeps getting better and better and works together so well um I'm excited yeah it's the best feeling watching your teammates get do some cool shit yeah yeah, yeah. oh it's so I cool hope I can swear on here yeah you, you, you do you <laughs> one the re- rebrand oh so good I said that to Nick too and, and when I recorded a podcast with him but it just it's so punchy yeah. it's really cut through a lot of the noise in the industry yeah. I reckon um and I've even watched even prepping for this podcast mm-hmm. I watched uh your guys like you know, if you go on the careers page or the yes. team page or yep. whatever, like your guys' videos around what it's like working there. And there's definitely a strong culture um, yeah. at Likeable Lab, which really shines. Yeah. Uh, so it's cool to hear even from this recording that a lot of the highlights from you, the things that you really enjoy is the team element yeah. and just doing really cool stuff together. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's really cool. Thank you so much for sharing your story. There's so many key themes in here. I think for listeners, you know, like a whole stepping into a new season of parenthood, mm-hmm. you know, is a huge yeah. part, whether you're the mum or the dad or, or or whatever. It's um that's a big uh learning from this chat. So thank you for your practical thoughts on that. <laughs> no worries. Um but also the connection between uh elite sport mm-hmm. and leadership is huge. The steps you took to just like, sorry, I'm like recapping your life to you. Um, okay. I'm like, what did I do? How did I sound? <laughs> but the, the, the feeling the fear and doing it anyway, you know, I love that line. It's something I try to live by, but um, making those big decisions to follow your passions. It's all so inspiring. So mm-hmm. thank you for sharing your story on the Ice House podcast. No worries. Thanks for having me.